I am thankful for this podcast <laughs> and for and for the best co-host ever. Oh, you make me cry. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to this special Thanksgiving episode of Backup Central's Restore It All. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, and with me, of course, is Prasanna. How's it going, Prasanna? Good, Curtis. How are you doing? I'm thankful this week. <laughs> are you ready for Thanksgiving? I am ready for Thanksgiving, although in this house, uh, well, in addition to the customary turkey, which will be pre prepared by a, a different family member, I will be doing my customary uh, brisket. Oh, brisket. Yeah. Yummy. So, I've heard so much about this famous brisket. Yeah, it is uh it is quite popular. I have worked very hard on perfecting my brisket. It's uh Is it 10 hours for smoking? It's in that neighborhood, yeah. It every every brisket's different. Uh depends on the size and the cow. <laughs> you know, it, the cow. Yeah, I mean literally every brisket is, you know, cooked slightly differently, but uh it does and if I'm doing an evening meal, um, I've got to get up wee hours of the morning, you know, like one o'clock in the morning because I don't, I don't want to, no one wants to rush a brisket. So I always do it. I target it so that it's going to be done like three hours or more early. They don't have a timer function, like a delay till... <laughs> X. Yeah, it's hard. Seriously, it's, that's what it's you hard need. to get charcoal to be on to be on a timer. Um, but it's I, I do have a pretty high tech smoker, uh, you know, that has a temperature control uh, port. So I have I can lay in my bed, which makes it more. consistent. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, once I oh. once I get the once I get the smoker started and then I set the target temperature, I can basically go back to bed and it will alert me with, you know, a noisy alarm if anything, you know, what it'll do is it closes and opens the damper and, and, and turns on a fan um, and just mm. feeds in a little, just a little bit of air, just enough to keep it within the, you know, within the temperature range that I specify. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty foolproof and I'm the fool. Do you think that the scientific nature, the predictability kind of loses the fun of cooking. No. Do you say that about an oven, my friend? Ovens used no. to, we used to have to stoke fires. To, so I'm just going to say no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that, it, that the fact that my smoker, well, I've lived the old smoker ways. I've lived the constantly stoking the fire. And I'm just saying I got better things to do, right? So it's about, you know, it's about how you trim the brisket. It's about how you season the brisket. It's, you know, it's all the different things that you do. Um, all I know is the, the proof is in the pudding, my friend. The proof is in the eating. I know, here's what I know. So, when we go to Thanksgiving with the very large family Thanksgiving that we will have, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 75 people will be there, uh, oh my, my brisket will disappear first. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so... Technology is a yes. good thing. Yes, you know what? And I wanted to do an episode on thankful thankfulness. And so, as nerdy as it is, I thought I, we'd talk about technological things that we are thankful for. 
and when I when we were talking about this before, the first thing you brought up, I think, was smartphones. Oh yeah, like I was just thinking about it mm-hmm. the other day. I was at my, I think, in the last episode, I was talking about how I was at my cousin's place for her baby's first birthday, and everyone had cameras and they were all smartphones. It's like, who actually keeps a normal camera these days? If you go anywhere, it's all smartphones and people with selfie sticks and just the quality is so amazing. But just everything like smartphones have come such a long way from 11 years ago when Apple first came out with the iPhone. It's crazy. Seems like a, a lifetime ago. Sorry, 12 years ago. I remember prior to the advent of of the iPhone when I had a BlackBerry, which at the time was cutting edge, right? You had email, you had email and a phone in one place. And then the first app for that phone came out that wasn't one of those. And there was a GPS app for the BlackBerry. And I remember thinking, this can't get any better. (laughs) You know, I, mean, I have a phone and a GPS and an email device. I mean, what more could I possibly want? And and never did I dream that, you know, fast forward 11 years, what I wanted was an app that was connected to a device that would turn the heat on and off for my smoker. So that I, so that I could. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of the I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't, I have no idea how many apps that I have on my phone that I use to do everything from, you know, expense reports. I mean, I have this relatively new to me, Druva uses um, uh, Concur for expense and they purchased, what was the name of the company? The expense, um, not Expensify. They, they purchased another one of those. And, and, and so, but, but there's an app now with the Concur app where I can take a picture of my receipt, you know, as I get the receipt and it automatically gets all the numbers and the dates and even the category from the receipt and creates the expense item for me. It's just like every, it, um, I'm going to say a month, at least a quarter, but uh, it seemingly a month doesn't go, by, doesn't go by where I don't discover some really cool app that I now cannot live without that runs, that runs my phone. Oh, for sure. Or just imagine, look at when was the last time you went to a bank to deposit a check? Exactly. With all the mobile deposit, just take a picture, you're done. I was just thinking about it. Crazy how many new use cases and things have been simplified or enabled because of smartphones. I'm old enough to remember life without uh, ATMs. So uh, I remember having to go to a (laughs) bank to cash a check. Or to get money out of your account, that was a crazy day. On the continued thing of the apps and whatnot on smartphones, the the concept of Uber and Lyft, and we'll just call it the entire gig economy, not everybody is a fan of it. Not everybody is, you know, well, let's just say not everybody thinks it's a good idea. I, I think that it's done more good than harm. You know, when I was underemployed for a period there prior to coming to Druva, it was, you know, it was a fill in the gap, right? I was doing consulting work and there were periods where that wasn't so great and I could just turn on my phone. I have a Prius, right? Which is the perfect Uber Lyft car. And I could just turn on my phone. I didn't have to go anywhere or tell anybody. I just turned on an app and then poof, strangers would <laughs> would ask me to come pick them up, right? Uh, so that I, I think that's the ultimate 
sort of use of that because it requires a phone on their end, a phone on your end, and then some servers in the cloud somewhere to connect all of that stuff. It's, it's amazing the way we do that stuff. And it enables people who before may not have had a source of income to quickly make some money. Here's a secret. Well, it's not a secret to you, but it's probably unknown to most of my listeners. I have maintained my Uber and Lyft <laughs> driving accounts and I work from home now. Well, when I'm not traveling and most of the time I am sitting here right where I'm sitting, which is my desk at home. And sometimes I get a little stir crazy and I turn on my phone and I go pick up strangers. <laughs> it, it gets it gets me out of the house and gets no. me stories because, you know, I love telling stories. Right. So if you are in San Diego and you see Mr. Backup in a Prius picking you up, please make sure to talk to him about backup. That's right. By the way, we did not do our usual thing in the beginning. This is, uh, you know, Persona and I do both work for Druva, but this is not an official podcast or official Druva podcast. And uh, the opinions that you hear are our own. And yes, we do want you on the podcast. We'd love to hear from real people. I actually, last week, I, I had, I had, I haven't driven for, for them for months. And the other day, I don't know, just like I said, I got stir crazy. I turned on my phone and I started driving and I found myself down in downtown San Diego. I live much more north of that. And I ended up picking up one of the first 50 uh, employees of Kubernetes, which is because it was because KubeCon, KubeCon was on. That's crazy. Right? And, uh, so I, and so we're going to have him, we're going to have him as a guest on the podcast. That is awesome. And so, and so you know, it, is, it makes a great story, which like I said, and my wife says I do, which is true. I do it just for the stories. Although she says her only complaint is that all my stories or most of my stories start with. So I picked up these two girls at a bar. <laughs> Oh, Curtis. Yeah. So anyway, so what What else? What, what, what other sort of... So what are you thankful for? This is going to sound pretty nerdy, but along the lines of the, the phones, I'm thankful for this concept of SaaS apps that are available via the web. Zencaster, which is the app that we use to record, it, it allows... You are sitting... You're at home, right? Yep. I'm at home today. So you're at home, which is where? Santa Clara. Santa Clara. And I am at home in Oceanside, California, and we are 450 miles from each other. You're on your laptop. I'm on my laptop. And we are connected magically via this, this uh, SaaS app that we're using called Zencaster. And we could have as many people connect to this as possible. We have zero knowledge of the infrastructure behind this. Uh, it's been pretty much flawless up until... <laughs> Up the last, the last week, the last episode. For those of you that follow the show, we it took us an hour and a half to get started. Interestingly enough, it was that, not my fault. It, whatever. It's no. <laughs> it was still technically your fault. But the uh, we 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 pulled up the um, um, what do you call it? the chat window, the chat window, and we said, "Hey, we're having this problem," and she suggested a really weird suggestion, but we followed it, and boom, it fixed the problem. Um, but but the thing is, the, the concept is this idea that there are these hundreds of SaaS apps, just like the, the phone apps. There are hundreds of SaaS apps that solve anywhere from a major problems, you know, things like Salesforce or Office 365. That That's sort of a major, like everybody has to have email and, and every company needs to have a, a, a CRM system. Not everybody needs a podcast recording app, 
right? Yeah. Uh, but there are hundreds of these little apps that solve quite often one tiny little problem. You can get the benefit of that wonderful thing by simply connecting to a website and, you know, and giving them a little bit of money. They make your life so much easier and enable you to do things you would not have done on your own. Like, Curtis, would you have tried to set up Skype or even try to do this manually on your own? Well, see, Skype would, Skype would be another SaaS app. That's cheating. So would I do it? Well, we, could, we, we couldn't. I, I'm trying to think how I would do what we're doing without a SaaS app. You'd have to be in the same room. You'd have to be in the same room, which would significantly change everything that we do, right? Because 90% of the recordings that we do are like this, where you're in Northern California and I'm in Southern California. And sometimes I'm in a hotel in some random city uh, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes even overseas, right? But next week, we're going to be in the same city and yep. maybe we'll we'll definitely, we're going to have to do some some reinvent recordings. But the thing is, you I would need a box. I would need, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, so I could do this without a SaaS app, but it would be significantly harder, just like a lot of these things. And I think it's not even just the recording aspects, but I know you've mentioned numerous times that even processing podcasts takes time. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you were using this, doing this without an app like this. One of the things that the, the Zencaster does is they do automatic post-production. And one of the things they do is they do automatic load leveling, right? Uh, vol volume leveling. And Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> so the last, the recording that we did, the last recording, for example, you came in a lot quieter because you had to switch laptops at the last minute. And so your volume, volume setting was completely different, but the automatic post-production automatically took care of that. Uh, and then of course I still had to edit it. It's still, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that you have to do, but at least it solves that one problem of getting everybody roughly the same volume wise. What else, what else are we, uh, are we thankful for from a technological basis? I think along the lines of SaaS, it's also thinking about virtualization. Yeah. Just the fact that in the past, having to deal with hardware and caring about where it runs and being locked into a particular server and dealing with all of those issues and nightmares has now become greatly simplified. <laughs> yeah. You look at my second book, uh, Backup and Recovery, there were... Can I tell you a secret? What? You've never read it? or? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little hurt that you haven't read my book. I'm I'm hurt. I'm really sorry, but I just haven't. I'm thankful that I'm not looking you in the face when you told me this very hurtful thing that you <laughs> that you haven't read my book. Uh, there were multiple chapters on how to do bare metal recovery with the various platforms, and back then that included obviously Intel, right, which was like Linux and Windows. And uh, the the SunSpark, the IBM platform, the there were I think about five or six chapters where we did that. Think about how much simpler that is now with virtualization, right? That we can just take an image. You don't have to care. You don't have to care about that. Yeah. You just take an image and boom. And in fact, with you know when you look at the likes of VMware, and I know that that uh, Hyper-V has a similar tool, but this concept of uh, vMotion right? And storage vMotion. And that I could just magically move a VM from one hypervisor server to another. That's, and, and, and yeah, so I, 
I'm a backup person, so I see the world through backup and DR eyes. <laughs> but <laughs> so when I think of virtualization, this is what I think of is how much it's simplified backup and recovery. You're like one of the biggest pains of my life have now been solved. Yeah. Although you may recall when it first came out, it completely messed up backup and recovery because everyone who was pretending that VMs were physical machines and still continue to do regular old full and incremental backups, uh, they were in a world of hurt for a while, right? Backups just ceased to work because you were suddenly, you know, that one of the base assumptions that you had was that you weren't sharing infrastructure, right? And so now full backups could step on each other and things just, so it, it broke things for a while. And I think, by the way, what do you think? Do you think that the advent of containers is going to do the same thing for backup? I think it will, but at least unlike going from physical to virtual, I think because people have already been dealing with virtual for a while and understanding the nuances, hopefully jumping to containers won't have the exact same issues. I think it's actually going to be much worse because there has always been, even when we went to virtual, there has always been a relationship between the application and the server and the storage that server runs on. That's always been mapped. Now it's all going to be abstracted. And there's no longer going to, you know, just just starting from the idea that you can't assume that you can put an agent or something. And there's no, the other thing, the other reason why I'm a little worried about it, although this is supposed to be a thankfulness, <laughs> I'm thankful that I will continue to be employed because backups will get even more complicated during new challenges, yeah, new cha- job security, yeah, job security, <laughs> uh, because it's containers aren't like VMware. Containers are more like Android. Does, do you know what I mean? There, it's yep. more a concept than, than I mean. Than there that. is Docker, and Docker and Kubernetes are the closest that we have to VMware. But there are a lot of people that do that world that don't use. Because you can just you can use just Docker and you don't have to use Kubernetes. We should probably get someone on the podcast. Oh, we're definitely. We, well, you know, it's it's going to be that guy that I picked up in the car. Yeah, there will be some manual things that people will have to do to get their backups done that won't translate into um, the the way we because like right now backups are pretty solid with virtualization. So all you need with any good backup product, all you need is to connect to your vSphere environment, for example, and enable things like, uh, you know, auto inclusion or uh, hash, uh, not hash based, uh, tag based inclusion. And you say, you know, anybody, anything with the database hashtag gets this backup policy and anything with a file server hashtag gets this backup policy. And if it doesn't have any hashtags then it gets this backup policy, which magically then all of your VMware backups or your VMware VMs are automatically backed up. That's wonderful. I worry about the container world where there, there isn't that yet, at least, mm. at least not. It's a maturity, right? It takes some yeah. time. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's going to yeah. be a lot of data that needs to be protected. And so people are going to have to do things like, well, we have this database server that is being used by all of these containers. So we need to make sure we back up that database app. Then there's going to be other storage that is neither file nor database. And it's going to be, there are block devices, Something right? Else. There are block devices yep. and there are object devices that are being used for containers 
And I just worry about mapping it all and getting it all properly backed up. And yeah. Right. But, but since this is a Thanksgiving episode, I'm thankful for all that confusion because it it keeps, because that's what I've, (laughs) that's what I've spent a career on is helping to people to, to map through confusion. Right. I did a lot of talks about VMware and Hyper-V back when it first happened. So, uh, but, but at the same time, I, I'm concerned for that data. When are you going to write a book on it? Working on it, man. Working on it. Okay. I'm, I'm finalizing the outline for my next book. This is now consider that the first tease. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, can we think of any? What, what else are you I, thanks for? Well, I got to what the end of my think? list. So I was actually uh, reading or watching a YouTube uh-huh. video. That's actually one thing YouTube? I'm thankful for as well. The internet. Oh, just in general. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Just say <laughs> YouTube, man. Yeah. YouTube. Because here's why. I don't know about you, but if you ever need to figure out how do I do something, I guarantee you there is someone on YouTube who's posted a video about how to do that. As we are recording this podcast, I am draining my hot water heater after watching YouTube videos on how to drain your hot water heater. Isn't it? You turn it off, you open the pressure relief valve, you hook up a hose to the bib, to the overflow. And there's a little more to it than that. But yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is um, it's about flushing the sediment out of the bottom of the thing. Yeah. Right? Otherwise it rusts and then it breaks yeah. and then you get a yeah. leak. Um, but it's wonderful. YouTube is great. And there's so many people out there creating mm-hmm. content that you could just go and figure out. I don't out know how I did anything before YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we've talked about on previous episodes, we've mentioned that I'm doing my own solar. And the number of YouTube videos I've watched on how to do conduit bending, it, it's, an again, amazing the level of content that's available on any given topic. You know, I would like to change the brakes on my 1973 Ford, whatever, you know, just Google that and you will, and you'll find six different dudes that have (laughs) figured out how to do that. (laughs) And, you know, just to, just to round out, uh, I am thankful for being, uh, employed. I am incredibly grateful and, and I'm thankful for my family and for my wife who's put up with me now for 30 years. (laughs) <laughs> and my lovely little granddaughter who again fans Aww. of the episode have heard her cute little voice as she walked <laughs> in on one of our episodes <laughs> how about you what other what other stuff are you thankful for yeah family friends the usual and like you've said meeting new people and this podcast curtis i am thankful for this podcast <laughs> and for and for the best co-host ever oh you make me cry <laughs> You've you've done a you've done a great job. I mean, this is. I mean, I don't know if you remember the day that I was like, "Hey, we should do a podcast together." What what was your initial reaction? I was like, "Okay, sure." I wonder if this will actually happen. Oh, <laughs> are you saying this will be like a one time that, that I have a history of of suggesting things that I don't do? <laughs> no, not you, but oh. just me. I'm like, oh, okay, that could be interesting. I wonder if you'll ask me to actually do anything, right? And, um, were you, were you excited? Were you scared? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I was excited. It's always been one of those things that I've wanted to do Mm -hmm. more of. Mm -hmm. It's easier with you because you talk a lot so I can be the (laughs) idiot in the room. I do do talk a lot. And sometimes I listened because, uh, you know, I have to listen to all the episodes and sometimes I'm like, I I live there. I'm like, man, you just cut you cut Brisson off. He was like mid sentence. And, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder what, what some people are listening and they think, you know, what it sounds like to the, for those <laughs> uh, 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 part of it is the difficulty of, 
how we're doing this, the fact that we don't get to see each other most of the time. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and the other thing that I'm also happy about with the podcast is all the other guests that we've had, like I've loved talking to Jeff and the Chris's and everyone else. Yeah. It's just great meeting people. Yeah, it is. It's cool. And we'll have some more podcasts next year. We, by the way, I'm thankful for the 6,000 downloads that we've had so far, right? I'm thankful for loyal fans. Every one (laughs) of the listeners out there that are listening to us on their smartphone via their smartphone app (laughs) as they're they're sitting in their Uber (laughs) going to, going to something. Um, yeah, so I, I'm thankful for all of that as well. And so I, I think that's enough randomizing for the week. And I, I definitely, do you, do you have any, uh, final thoughts before we close this out? Just hoping everyone has a happy Thanksgiving with their loved ones and that we will be back next week with more content. Yes. we hopefully next week, we're going to get a bunch of content that we'll be able, we'll have some backups, some backups for the kids. This is uh, it's difficult when you're having to do it, you know, one at a time, but hopefully next week at reInvent, we'll probably get some interesting people and, and get them on the podcast. And, uh, we do have plenty of people in other countries that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So, you know, happy holidays if you have them. (laughs) And, uh, I just want to say thank you to every one of our listeners and, uh, make sure that you subscribe and tell your friends tell your friends to subscribe tell them how wonderful this and if you're at reinvent stop by yes if you are at reinvent please stop by yes see i did it again i cut you off again see how that's that's okay (laughs) that's okay curtis and i will be on the showroom floor or other places so come by stop by the booth the druva booth come see us we will be around And if you want to tell us stories, come by as well. You'll be the one with the long hair. <laughs> and I'll be the one with the with the short hair. But um, you know, I'm just jealous of your of your hair, of your jet black full head of hair. <laughs> it's okay, Curtis. You're not okay. the only one. All right. Well, with that, uh, I just want to say see you next week, everybody, and make sure that you subscribe so that you can restore it all. System isn't worth a spade. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spade.
It'll be completely done. Maybe 